Hello, and welcome to Clashy, a podcast where we discuss the classy and the trashy in pop culture and our equal love of both. Hop in the car, we're going on a road trip because we're discussing Little Miss Sunshine and a Goofy movie. fact about me um so you know uh when you're like a kid your favorite book changes like a lot mm-hmm. um my niece's last three favorite books have been picked out and purchased for her by me oh that's so fun Lovely. how nice please be impressed um <laughs> and, and let me tell you it adds years to my life she'll be like <laughs> yeah. she she had a student like she was student of the week a while ago and she made oh. this big poster and it puts like like what's your favorite book and it's like the book that I gave her, and I'm like, <laughs> and her, her hero was her dad, which was disappointing that it wasn't me, but I did. You'll you know, get there. Help her with her favorite book. And trashy fact about me is, so I talked about this with the spinsters. I recently got some like peanut butter trail mix for a movie, mm, and yum. I ate half of it, and then I came home and it said that there were like 15 servings in a bag. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, that's part of, I mean, it's, like, the same where you get, like, a bottle of pop and it's, like, three servings and you're, like, oh. What? Uh. Yeah. So, upon <laughs> reflection, I'm just looking at serving sizes now and I'm, like, I don't know if I've ever eaten a serving size of anything. <laughs> like, yeah. Think, you know. I always go over. <laughs> I weirdly know this because, speaking of road trips, um, my sister and I, when we were kids, were driving on some, like, long, or we weren't driving. We were riding in the car on some <laughs> long road trip and we had a the thing of goldfish crackers and we just were bored and saw that the serving size was 55 crackers um so we tried to eat exactly one serving size of them because that's a you know solid amount yeah yeah and then you do it though and you're like <laughs> two handfuls <laughs> right i'm curious is that like in one of those like like gold like the regular goldfish bags oh my god uh-huh. do you remember when they used to be like milk carton containers they oh, got, yeah. yeah, we see way better. I, I don't know, maybe this is more those. sustainable. And if it is, I'm all for it. But right. if it's not, then they're just being lazy. <laughs> right, they're just being We know mean. companies always make decisions for sustainability, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I can go next. My name's Sarah, and my classy fact is that I am putting together... A summer reading program for the first time in the library where I work. Uh, so that's been an exciting, interesting endeavor, and people seem excited about it. So I, I hope it goes well. Maybe I should have saved this for like you know if to find out if I ran a successful summer reading program. It's but I am excited about it. Oh, thank you so much. Trashy fact about me is this winter I was going snowshoeing with my family and somehow managed to I don't know how. Because I don't remember, I, I, somehow I managed to bruise one of my toenails, like to the point Ugh, where it's like all black still. This is months ago. And the trashy aspect of that is that I've been trying to show anybody who's willing to look at my toe. <laughs> because I, I think it looks cool. <laughs> and I'm like, look how black this toenail is. <laughs> Which I guess is, isn't the classiest thing you could do. <laughs> do you guys want to see it? No. Mm. <laughs> Shander, close your eyes. <laughs> look. Wait, hold on. Wait oh, for it. Gonna, oh, Wait. Yeah, See how black it is? I have. Yeah. Look at this heavy metal toe that I. <laughs> I don't even need no polish. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so my name is Chandra, and a classy fact about me is that this past week at work, I got to use a crowbar. 
<laughs> to oh, open nice. up some um, rusty old filing cabinets that needed to get opened. <laughs> and I was highly successful. <laughs> <laughs> Badass. And actually, my trashy fact is I'm actually kind of embarrassed about this, so I might have to do a backup one. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> no judgment here. So I, when I was looking for a job last year, I had a, like a like a phone interview type thing and I was telling a story and halfway through the story, I realized it wasn't my own story. It was a t- story I'd read about a library, like from a librarian on, on like, uh, fascinating online. <laughs> and I was like, I have vivid memories of this happening. <laughs> Apparently it did not. And I didn't realize until after the interview was over. I did something That's like wild. this. Like, when I was a kid, I would always be like, remember when we used to, like, play in the sandbox? And, like, my mom's like, you've never had a sandbox at any of <laughs> ever. And I'm like, no, but we would play in the sandbox together. I mean, maybe you're, like, on a vacation or, like, at a park or something? No, but, like, my mom's like, it's, and, and, and I told her I explained the sandbox to her. And she's like, that's the sandbox in the house we lived in before you were born. Ugh. You're a little ghost baby. Or, yeah, I was like, before I, I, I became a human baby, in another life I was a butterfly or something. <laughs> or or the Mormons were right all along and you just exist in a full life before you enter into the veil of earth. Yes, well that's that is part of the the philosophy, but it's not that you're like hanging out here. <laughs> in a sandbox. I got yeah, you. Yeah. I got you. So, okay. like, I don't know. It's I not think, like a it's not like a Lyra's Oxford situation. I think my spirit entered into the body of a of like an insect and I was playing in the sandbox with my sisters. Incredible. What's happened to you, Chandra? <laughs> Huh? <laughs> I guess. Well, because it was, I don't know if you've ever heard that story of a boy walks in and asks the librarian to see the books about dinosaurs. And then he also wants to see books on DNA and the uh, DNA sorry. <laughs> dinosaurs. The mom's like, sorry, we just watched Jurassic Park. <laughs> and he obviously I have seen that lesson. on Twitter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or so, somewhere. So if you interviewed someone last, oh, I don't know, March, and they told that story, they really thought they meant it. <laughs> I do remember helping a little boy find dinosaur books in a library. Oh, so I mean, memory is a crazy thing. People, memory is not nearly as accurate as, um, you know, the court system would have you believe. <laughs> right. Yeah. For real, though. Yeah. So... That's a funny one, actually, Sandra. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm so embarrassed about it to this day. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. I feel like an idiot. I mean, I've, I mean, it's a phenomenon, too, especially in the last couple of years of being, like, isolated and also, uh, like, low-key traumatized by the events of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which can't possibly be good for your brain. Um, it's like that phenomenon, too, where I've started, like, telling a story where I'm like, oh, someone I know told me a story. And then I'm like, oh, no, wait, I think I heard that on a podcast. Um <laughs> Yeah. I do have real friends. <laughs> Giving me lots of feels with these two movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about how angry you were both at me for watching this movie, I which I thought I was, was not. Angry. I would say that I am a little, <laughs> uh, maybe I'm most upset with myself for not being prepared. Because I knew, I should have known. And also, I didn't do the thing where I split it up. I did the, like, right after the other. And I'm like, what <laughs> are too. you doing? <laughs> <laughs> little summary. Um, so this is a road trip movie about a dysfunctional family taking the youngest member of the family, a little girl, to a beauty pageant. That she wants to go to so bad. That she really wants to go to. That's it at its bare bones. But, um, I had heard of this movie a lot. I knew Steve Carell was in it. (laughs) 
And I knew it was Road Trip, but this is the first time I watched it. Nice. And I thought you had seen it before. I thought this was another situation where it was just poor Shandra that hadn't seen it. Yeah, I've seen, and I had seen clips, but yeah, I had not sat down. I think I think I like had it like TBS, like it's on in the background kind of thing. Yeah, I saw it, you know, when it came out, like around the time it came out. Um, I think I saw, yeah, I think I probably watched it a couple times. What year did this come out? Uh, 2006. Oh my God. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Really? So long ago. Um, yeah, so I haven't seen it. You know, since around 2006, 2007-ish. And I watched it again, and I uh, really liked it. Yeah. Uh, as much as it emotionally is des- destroying of the soul. <laughs> I mean... It's it's well done. It's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Chandra? I've never seen this movie. It's always kind of been on my to-watch list. And in my head, I haven't seen... I, I think I confuse it a lot of the time in my head with Eternal Sunshine or Tuni. What's that movie with something about spotless Eternal mind? Sunshine and the Spotless Mind. Those yeah. are different yeah. movies. Talk, yeah. That is a much sadder movie, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, yeah. this movie at least has an uplifting ending. That movie is rough. It's very good, but oh my God, it'll I make don't... you cry. Um, we will obviously get into it, but I did not enjoy this movie. And I was actually really looking forward to watching this. Um, oh, bummer. This movie, I was hoping we'd have one that Chandra liked. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of this type of movie, like the indie type, like, Hmm. Where it's kind of like a deep dive into like characters themselves and stuff. I don't know. Uh, it's hard doing. for me to explain, but this movie made me very uncomfortable. I think, like, emotionally uncomfortable. I I think mm-hmm. it like the, like the grandpa like there's just like some complex characters here, right? Right. And Sarah mm-hmm. was like, "You probably feel this way because you're about to have a kid." And she's probably right, but like the whole time, the little girl in it, I was just like. I get that these people love her, but she deserves so much more than this dysfunction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, even though they come together in a lot of ways and it's better, I'm just like, I want better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think that's what, I mean, I think that's kind of like a big part of what the movie is doing, right? Yeah. Where it's like, family can be really complicated. Everybody's got their own stuff going on. No one's trying to be a crappy person, but everyone, yeah, like has their own stuff going on. Now the dad, while he... Woof. While he, I think, you know, is on an upswing at the end and has a pretty big redeeming moment and stuff. At the beginning, I forgot. I was like, this guy's so annoying and such a dick. I almost stopped watching the movie because of him. Like, I almost <laughs> legit said to you guys, I was like, I won't. He, he, I think, has the steepest wall to climb out to be, like, a nicer, better family member. But we'll get into that. But yeah, I totally understand. I mean, like, the discomfort is, it's kind of, you know, supposed to be there. Well... Yes, this this movie definitely creates a lot of discomfort, um, but it's also like sweet and funny, and in my opinion, yeah. So uh, let's get into the story. Yeah, I think it is. I think um, if I had been prepared in the right headspace, I would have <laughs> been like, oh yeah, this was great. But so, and I still, I actually, I do think it was a great movie. I was just not emotionally prepared. So that's fair. The movie opens with an awkward family dinner. Where it is revealed that Frank, um, a gay professor and renowned scholar, um, tried to this is a, like <laughs> right off the uh, bat. Yeah, content content warning. Yeah, content uh, trigger warning um, for suicide. Um, he tried to kill himself after his uh, boyfriend left him for an academic rival or partner. I, I'm not sure. Boy, yeah, either. <laughs> they weren't kind of. Mar- they Didn't really sound like a partner. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, cued by her father to change the subject, Olive, the youngest girl um, in the family, tells the family about a beauty pageant routine she's working on with the help of her grandfather. 
Um, she doesn't seem the typical pageant type right off the bat. In fact, she's so cute. <laughs> she's such a little sweetie. Um, but Baby she, Abigail Breslin plays her. She does a great job. Um, but she loves it, and she did win second place at a regional contest. And during dinner, the family gets a call from her aunt saying that the person who won isn't going to be able to do it, and now Olive has a place in the Little Miss Sunshine pageant in California. She's super happy, and after some arguments about transportation and a pep talk from her self-help guru father, <laughs> Richard, mm. who yeah, she's with, the entire family agrees to travel to the pageant in their Volkswagen microbus. Yes. Um, I think that the way that they create the situation in which the entire family has to go over that one scene where the family is like kind of arguing back and forth, I think is really well done, right? Because we get a lot of character, like personality trait reveals. We get some exposition thrown in very naturally. And it basically is like, okay, well, the mom can't drive stick. They can't leave Frank alone unsupervised because he's basically like on like a mental health watch. The grandpa and his son coming because he's been training the granddaughter in her dance routine. So they're like, fine, we're all going to (laughs) go in this bus. Hilariously, throughout the entire movie, I was like, did they not pack any luggage? Like, there's never any luggage anywhere in that van. Like, especially later when the trunk becomes an important plot location. Um, (laughs) I was like, where's all their bags? Like, what the heck? You're right. But anyway, um, I think that's really well done. And the dad is... He is very caught up in his own. He's trying to sell this like self-help program and he will not actually like listen or he's basically like trying to market it to his family instead of actually like listening to what they need. And it's very uncomfortable when the, you know, the girl's asking her uncle, you know, why his arms are cut. And he, he, he's like, I can tell her the truth. And the dad's like, no. And then he's like, he's very sick. He's very sick in the head. He's not well. And Frank (laughs) played by Steve Carell, who does a great job, by the way, in my mm-hmm. opinion. It's just kind of like, what is the matter with you? He's like, I was sad, and I didn't want to live anymore. Now I'm trying to feel better. And then the dad's like, no, what's important to remember is that only losers quit on themselves. Uh, <laughs> just it's like, so bad. crap. Ooh, this is rough. Oh. But they are eating some delicious-looking fried chicken, right? So it's not all bad. <laughs> um, I was thinking about, like, why I was so emotionally, again, attached to, like, this, this child in this dysfunction. <laughs> and I actually thought about it. She reminds me. So this family is nothing like my family. Thank heaven above. Um, <laughs> but I had the same reaction with Stranger Things. Because the little girl. So Millie Bobby Brown plays Eleven. And in season one. She has these like her eyes and her cheekbones are the exact same as my niece. One of my nieces. Oh. <laughs> and so like I just feel like it, I'm always very protective of children and animals and everything I watch. But it was amped up because of that. And then Abigail Breslin has these big glasses <laughs> and this, like, round oh, face, which yes. is what my other niece looks like. And so immediately I just, like, <laughs> like everyone <laughs> give her all the love in this home. And if you don't stop being a terrible <laughs> father, I am going to take you out. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. That was something it I was wild. thinking about. I've had that experience, too, with a couple different, like, um, if, I know we've all talked about Over the Garden Wall, but Gregory reminds me a lot of my nephew Leo, and I'm like, I would die for him. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. anytime words mean to him, and I'm like, I will kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being mean to my surrogate nephew. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it's such a thing. I, I'm like, I don't, it, it amps it up, and it's already bad to begin with with me. So, like, it's yeah. the same with, like, you know, animals, you know, like, if there's a Shiba on screen, I'm like, who's protecting it? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like my baby boy. <laughs> anyway. If you want to do escapism and stuff, it's not 
it didn't hit it for me. Uh, yeah, I think that this is not escapism. Uh, yeah, no, this is not. And I and I don't like. I haven't been in the mood for anything that's not escapism. I was say, it's the since the pandemic. I am. I have to be very again. I have to like totally talk myself into these kinds of movies, and I don't ever really usually myself regret watching them. But it's always like I need to decompress. That's understandable, Chandra. Yes. And I'm sorry. I, I, I truly, like, God, it's been, I don't want to think about how long it's been since 2006 because it makes <laughs> you feel uh, the slow crush of mortality. But um, I... <laughs> I was like 12. I know that uh, complex uh, family dynamics are a little rough for you to watch. And I honestly, all I remember about this movie is them having to push the car and the boy finding out that he can't go to flight school and then her dance routine at the end. That's like all I remember. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I, I apologize for inflicting this on you without any warning. Cause I was like, I remember liking that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, we haven't actually talked about the, the son whose name is Dwayne and his deal is he wants to be a fighter pli- pilot, right? Fighter pilot. He wants yeah, to go so, to the Air uh, yes. Force and then be a pilot. So yeah. So the next paragraph, um, are you talking about that? Yeah, so during the road trip, we found out that Grandpa Edwin, the grandpa who's in the group, was kicked out of his retirement home for selling and using heroin, which he still does. Um, and all, uh, Dwayne is Olive's brother, and he has been taking a vow of silence for nine months straight and plans to keep it up until he gets into the Air Force. And um, he spends most of his time reading Nietzsche. Did I say that right? I always say yeah, it. it's Nietzsche. Like, I, I listen to them right say enough. it in the movie. I listen to it, and then I say it with my own mouth. And I'm like... <laughs> What? Um, so yeah, he spends his time reading Nietzsche and ignoring his family. And this is actually really funny when I saw him because like the new Batman movie, this actor plays the Riddler. And I was literally just thinking, I was like, has he been in anything before besides uh, There Will Be Blood? Like anything? And then I watched this I and I'm like, he might be in 12 Years a Slave too. Oh <laughs> uh, boy, yeah, there's, there he is. Yeah, he, I mean, Nietzsche, is there any author that's more misunderstood by teenage I, boys? I, Who knows? Uh, such a type. And I have, like, I'm sorry, I have no patience for it. <laughs> I mean, but it is, like, it's a character that I believe exists, for sure. Yes, with that haircut and everything. Oh, that haircut. That oh, my God, that haircut. 2006 haircut. Yes, and his little lip, pier- he has his lip pierced, right? Or did I just, like, imagine it into his style? Maybe he doesn't have, I don't think he has his lip pierced. Not he just either. looks like he should have his lip pierced. <laughs> And it's like kind of tight, kind of baggy jeans. Yeah. I think he plays the role well. I mean, there's a lot of the faces that he makes whenever his dad talks are pretty funny. And, you know, he just writes stuff down whenever he wants to communicate with anybody. But yeah, the scene we'll get to later where he kind of has like a breaking point, I think is really good. It's, it's he does a good job. I want to see my niece and how she looks like Abigail Breslin. Oh my God, she does oh, look she like does. Abigail Breslin. If her, if her glasses were like more circular, I would be yeah. like, oh yeah, it's the same girl. <laughs> she's just the cutest. Like she has the Little best cute. energy in the world. I love her. Anyway. Oh. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say, when the grandpa is snorting a line at the beginning of the movie, I assumed it was cocaine. And then when they're like, yeah, he keeps doing heroin. I was like, oh my God, okay. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I read a, a fact because I was looking whenever I do a sum- summary, I read a bunch so that I'm like, what's the big points I don't want to miss? And then I kind of make a mismatch of adapted summary. And I've so read prepared. some trivia that he actually is snuffing B vitamins. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Keep you energized. Yeah. And Abigail Breslin, the directors did make sure that her music was super turned up whenever he had one of his like profanity laced. <sighs> moments so she's oh that's cute they're like protect her 
That's, that's <laughs> good. I like that. Yeah. So at a rest stop, the clutch on the microbus breaks, forcing the family to push start the bus whenever it's not parked on an incline. Um, <laughs> oh my god. That is, is the is only funny. funny thing. Which is hilarious. <laughs> at a gas station, Richard receives news that his book deal has fallen through, and Frank is humiliated after running into his ex-lover in a convenience oh. store. And the family returns that. to the road, all in bad tempers, but realize that after Dwayne notices that they have to return to the gas station for Olive, who they've forgotten, which made me pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, has Having been forgotten at a rest stop by a fa- <laughs> on a family vacation before, uh, it's not so bad. I feel like <laughs> I think every family getcha. has a story of that. Like, that didn't happen in, like, my nuclear family, but my mom's like, yeah, we once left my brother, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's just, it seems to be a very uh, villain sibling origin story. <laughs> <laughs> like, that didn't happen to Olive <laughs> or Sarah, it seems. Oh man! <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's as far as you know. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, oh, God, the reason that Frank is humiliated when he runs into his ex is because the grandpa is like, Ugh. "Hey, like, go buy me some porno mags at the gas station," which is uh, like hilariously antiquated, even for two thousand six. Like, just. <laughs> Like, look it up on your phone, dude. <laughs> but of course, this it's is pretty smart. Spend the $40 for internet on those flip phones? <laughs> or just wait. I mean, come on. I guess that's true, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, the flip phone. The panic that you would feel when you accidentally hit the internet button on your old phone and you're like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. That was a real panic. Oh, the absolute terror. But, um,. No, so, uh, you know, he's like going and buying these, yeah, these like smut magazines and then who should show up but the the guy that he was in love with uh, and he's like how are you doing blah blah i'm with so and so and he's basically like overtaken you in your field and got some prize i can't remember what um, it was terrible i'm like it could not get worse <laughs> the macarthur genius grant is what he got yeah 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 oh so so frustrating and then yeah <laughs> i think what happens is he's like oh he's like oh so what are you up to and and steve carell character is like oh you know i'm just you know like exploring my options and then uh the guy looks and sees titty magazine on the counter and like as a gay man he's like uh okay all right well good seeing you horrible horribly uncomfortable he's also getting a blue slushy though which i think is a good choice yeah i I love a good gas station slushy jared doesn't Mm -hmm. like them what like he doesn't like slurpees he doesn't like ices it's not my none of the ease my go-to drink either like they're so good what about arctic ice what about the white cherry arctic ice that you can get at the movie theater with a little polar bear guy on it he won't no he doesn't like it but he loves soda he loves like sour artificial flavor stuff he loves like gummy worms he's not making no sense what a weirdo i guess you guys have to get divorced (laughs) it's it's, you know that point of contention in the relationship (laughs) all right well moving on from this uh, hellish arrest stop that this family's worse (laughs) so They check into a motel for the night. Wait, we, did, we of, didn't do the breakfast scene. The breakfast scene happened before this, didn't it? Did it? Oh, I thought it was that. Oh, yeah, yeah, because the grandma's there. Duh. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't write that one down. <laughs> Shander, do you want to take this one? Yeah, take it. Take it away. Uh, Sure. So they're at a diner, and they're all sitting there with their menus to get breakfast, and they're all ordering things. And Olive orders a waffles a la modi with the ice cream. <laughs> And the dad is a super, super dick about it. And he's trying to be all logical and giving her information so she can make her own decisions. But he's forcing her decisions to not eat the ice cream because if she wants to be a real beauty queen, 
like all the Ugh. other beauty queens, she has to be skinny like the other ones. And he, yeah. the fact that the mom didn't, like, push him off the table to get him to yeah. shut up. I Yeah, she looked like she wanted to. <laughs> I, I'm furious. I almost stopped mobbing that movie stopped watching there like that was it's infuriating awful. for me because i couldn't i can't handle it but i had to watch it for the spot so i struggled <laughs> through it sorry no it it really was i mean like it, it it's yeah an ex- example of that like too because i was also like <laughs> well it's not like really toxic under the guy i mean like and i'm sure he thinks he's he's i don't know it sucks because it's like you should know better right but he's yeah. like oh well i I'm going to give her this helpful information, right? But essentially is like body shaping her and being like, well, you know, if you eat ice cream, you'll get fat. And if you get fat, you can't really be a beauty queen. And then she gets like really sad. But it does lead to a very cute moment where Frank and the grandpa and the brother are like, oh boy, I'm going to eat the heck out of this ice cream if you're not going to eat it. And then she's like, no, I want it. And then like everyone in the family is eating it except for the dad. And then the dad starts to try to say something. Mom's like, shut up. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, no, it's really sad. It's just. (sighs) The mom is also played by Tony Collette, who is. A fantastic oh, actress. Right. I love her. Yeah, she is. Throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they check into a motel, um, and Olive has a scene with her grandpa because they're sharing a room. Um, she's scared about the pageant the following day, but he assures her, like, he's like, you're beautiful, and you're going to blow him out of the water. Um, they have that scene. Oh, also, the grandpa has a nice moment because he's, he's just, he's quite a, quite a jerk. Most of, you know, he's just, like, very surly, very grumpy, like, you know. Uh, also addicted to heroin, um, uh, which doesn't help with his mood swings, I don't think. But when the dad finds out that the business deal that he was banking on fell through, he he's like, hey, man, like, at least you you tried something. You, like, tried to do something that no one's done before, and that's more than most people ever do, so I'm really proud of you. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Oh, no, he's going to die. Because <laughs> yeah, no, like, that's exactly I knew, too. Like, I knew with, like, I'm like, he's had... T- these good moments, all this guy's dead. Yes, as we discussed on the pod before, um, if you ever have an that. uncharacteristically wholesome moment uh, um, with a character, you're doomed. You're, doomed. you're not long for this world. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, so, like Sarah mentioned, Richard finds out about the book thing, and, and then, so Cheryl and Richard, the parents, have an argument about the failed book deal, and he <sighs> drives to Scottsdale in the middle of the night to confront confront his partner in the deal, Breaking Bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which or Sarah, as I called him, the dad from Mouse in the Middle. middle. <laughs> <laughs> His ideas are rejected again, and he just returns to the motel. And then Olive wakes her parents in the morning because Grandpa won't wake up. <laughs> so upsetting. Oh my gosh. They rush him to the hospital where he's pronounced dead, and it's a heroin overdose. And the family mm. is grieving, but the paperwork that they are told that they have to carry out will ruin their chances to get to Olive's pageant on time. And so Richard really wants to honor his father's memory, and so they smuggle his body into the van, um, which I did not see coming. <laughs> but then their horn breaks and will not stop honking, and they are pulled over by a state trooper who merely uncovers uh, the body, but he's sidetracked by the porn, and <laughs> he lets the family go in exchange so- for the porn. Yeah. Whew, okay, a lot a lot was covered here. One, so sad. This poor girl and the and the son is obviously very like everybody's sad. Yeah. Because this guy was an old crank, but he was their grandpa. And obviously they loved him. The what do they call it? She called herself the grief liaison. The bereavement liaison was like at the hospital, an employee. She's like, I'm so sorry for your loss. Here's all these films forms you have to fill out. And they're like, Okay, well, we're in kind of a weird situation can we leave for, like, three hours? Or, you know, I guess it'd be like, can we leave for, like, the afternoon and come back? And she's like, no. You know, and, like, which 
fair. Like, I understand. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, there's hospital policy. She could have been nicer about it, right? She could have been nicer. But yeah, like, of course, like, I mean, I know, like, I know people that are in the healthcare system and it's really complicated and hard, but they managed to be kind to someone who's just like lost. She's just like, absolutely not. And like, starts yelling at him. Like, you're not the only people who have lost someone today. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, Like, yeah. Woof. Not that helpful. But then, yeah, oh my god, I... They grab his body and shove it out a window. And, throw like, it. and I'm like, where are the security cameras? This is like, this is a lot. This weekend at Bernie's now, I was like, what's... They what? carried him through the whole entire hospital parking lot, which is usually rather... Cra- like, nobody saw them. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Suspension of disbelief. But then when the, yeah, when the cop pulls them over, it was very stressful. And then he's like, the... The dad's like, no, don't look in the trunk. And he's like, well, now you give me a reason to look in the trunk. And then he, like, sees the the porno mags. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I'm not going to tell your wife. And he's like, I'm taking these with me. And I was like, oh, God, It's okay. so bad. Like, uh. That guy's also in Breaking Bad. Is he? <laughs> yeah. Breaking Bad reunion. With, like, the same yeah. color palette as well. The whole desertness. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, because this takes place between Albuquerque and uh, Rodendo Beach, which I actually went to last month. Hmm. Uh. I, I do think the scene after the death is like, it's just well acted and, and realistic. There is something extremely uniting about that kind of a loss. And mm-hmm. I, I think the actors did a great job portraying that. Yeah. And just the, I mean, in this case, like the shock of it. And when you're in shock with something like that, I think it's so natural and such a common experience to just be like well i have to focus on this thing that i'm doing he died and they're all like obviously very sad but they're like oh but we have to we have to get to this place by three o'clock you know Mm -hmm. i think that's also very believable (laughs) speaking of logistics though in a slightly less sad way is it illegal to just take a body out of a because it wasn't it wasn't like a crime scene right i can you just take a dead body across state lines or at all probably illegal I don't want to Google it because I don't want to, like, get flagged. <laughs> I mean, you're a writer, so right, you probably get flagged history. all the time. Yeah, that's um, fair. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think that is, I think you have to, like... There's got to be, right? Oh, it's snowing. Sorry, I got distracted. Yes, yeah, I'm sure oh. you could maybe do some movement, but I think across state lines is a big... I'm just going to say, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say I'd be nervous if a cop pulled me over, too, because oh, yeah. it's, it feels bad to have a it dead looks, body. It looks bad. <laughs> it looks like you're hiding a body. Um, because you are <laughs> okay so they have the body in the trunk okay so yeah and the trip continues um so they're <laughs> almost at the um pageant site and making good time um and olive is giving her brother an eye test that she got from the hospital oh and frank then realizes that he's that Dwayne is colorblind and realizing that this wrecks his dream of becoming a test pilot and kind of negates the you know, nine months of silence he loses it. Um, Richard stops the bus and Dwayne starts insulting all of his family, refusing to continue the trip and failing to be comforted by his mom. Like it's all like intense and like Sarah said, very well acted. And Olive does manage to win him back on board just with a hug. So sweet. I mean, so much. Okay. First of all, the dad's still being an asshole here, right? Because his 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 son is having like an notices that he can't because I don't know if it, uh, listeners or if you two have ever taken one of those colorblind tests, right? But it's like a series of colored dots and then within those colored dots are a different color dot making the shape of like a letter or a number or some sort of symbol Mm -hmm. and if you can't see the symbol inside it indicates that you're colorblind so the little girl's like can you see the letter and he's like no there's no letter there 
And then the realization gradually dawns on him and he starts just slamming his body against the side of the car making these noises where he's just it's a it's a full-blown panic attack yeah 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 yeah. frank the uncle is like you need to pull the car over and the dad's like no no we're gonna be late and then he finally gets and then the the boy's like flinging himself at like like trying to get out of the car and the dad's like oh this better be good or like something (laughs) it's just like come on man like what is wrong with you so like they finally stop the car and he like stumbles out and just like screams like he's just like so mad and so upset furious and devastated and it's just it subsides a little bit and then the his sister goes over and like gives him a hug and he's like okay let's go still obviously upset but he was basically like leave me on the side of the road and she gets him to to come with him it'd be great if nobody had experienced being that devastated where like you like cannot where you have like a breakdown like that but i think a lot of people have and i think that it was acted really well you just really feel for him no he did a really good job um so i made fun of him earlier because <laughs> he's like <laughs> well he's a type of maybe teenage boy but like yeah. yeah, like and they talk about it a little bit later. Like when he's talking to like his uncle, he's like talking about basically being a teenager. But man, mm. I, I, again, I think I've lived a pretty privileged existence where my teenage experience was pretty tame. But man, the mm. emo- the feelings, those teenage feelings, man. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> Underscored They're... by this and the commitment he had put into this, you know, whole dream of his. It's it makes sense. Yeah, you're like a little biological emotion bomb. Like, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Like, I um, remember, like, one time I had a marching band competition. And Oh, my God. I can't wait for this segue. We're supposed to wear matching. They were very specific about the socks we had to wear. <laughs> um, And I had to leave in, like, mm-hmm. 10 minutes, and I couldn't find my socks anywhere. And um, I basically, without asking for help, was hinting that my family should help me because I'm like, we gotta go and I can't find these socks. Like, gah, gah, gah. <laughs> and I literally, <laughs> I just started sobbing like two minutes later. Like, Where are my socks? And like, I remember that was one of the first times like I like reflected. I was probably like 15 and I was like, something is happening chemically. <laughs> There's something happening here. Next day I started my period. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> anyway. Oh gosh, it's brutal, man. Yeah, there are. It's weird to say. I don't even know how you would categorize. I feel like this is like a family drama, but it's got like comedy sprinkled in, and it's like definitely got that like quirky indie vibe that Chandra's not partial to. Um, But um, (laughs) yeah, like there 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 are funny there are funny moments here, like when they're like pushing the car for the first time. Um, the, the brother is like, have I mentioned that when I'm one of the foremost scholars in the United States, but he says it like jokingly, like this is like, you know, well, this is an absurd situation to be in. And they're like, yeah, there's all the, like the, <sighs> I have to say though, pushing the car to start is one thing, but once that harn, harn, hor- oh, horn, <laughs> what's that horn, horn goes off? that horn starts going, it would drive oh. me. In, I'd, I'd be like, oh, we're yeah. walking. Like I cannot hit Cause it was just like, like constantly presumably for hundreds of miles and many many hours <sighs> and i just like, can't handle that kind of sensory overstimulation <laughs> chandra's dealt with that in my car you have <laughs> oh so yeah it wasn't the horn i thought it, i thought that was something else but yeah loud and it's got the same vibe mm-hmm. um yeah. but i'm now desensitized to anything like that because i drove my car like that for a very long time before i could get a new one <laughs> that's funny yeah my car will just randomly just randomly start doing the passenger seat unbuckled when there's like no one there and i'm worried that i'm being haunted by a ghost a ghost rider if you will <laughs> so it's nicholas cage nicholas cage played by <laughs> nicholas cage, cage specifically it was then that nicholas cage carried me 
Um, they arrive and Olive gets um, into the pageant after some drama about being late, which was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And Richard finds an undertaking service to remove Edwin's body. Dwayne and Frank are pretty repulsed by the child pageant atmosphere, which I totally understand. <laughs> and it's a lot. They walk out to a pier, uh, and Dwayne really expresses his frustration with being a teenager and life in general. And Frank offers his nephew a piece of advice from what's what's his <laughs> scholar in again? I can't. Proust. Proust, yeah, yeah. Proust. Proust, whatever. So he offers him this piece of advice. He says that your suffering, not your happiness, defines you as a person. And I'm like, I don't like it. <laughs> mm. He does it in a very, it's a very kind profound. of cute way. Yeah. Like, yeah, like as someone who is clearly very much suffering himself and is trying to like make someone feel better. He's like, well, you know, this guy said that the years that, or, you know, looking back on his life, the years that he was happy were a waste of time because he didn't learn anything. So like suffering is really, you know, where it's at. And you're in high school, which is like peak suffering time. So <laughs> it's great for you. And then, yeah, it's, it's like a sweet moment, but it's just, you know, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of, it's very, it's like kind of a microcosm of the movie where you're like, oh, that's sad, but that's also kind of sweet and funny. <laughs> it's a little better than the, like the common thing people hear when they're going through hard stuff where they're like, you can't feel real joy unless you feel pain first. And it's like, I think that's true, right? Like, when you've, when you've really suffered, when things are great, I think you feel it maybe a little bit more. But no one ever wants to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Ever. And I, I always, always think about, crap, the movie with Mandy Moore and Shane uh, West. <laughs> oh, Walk to we, Remember? Why haven't we done Walk to Remember? Yes. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Uh, where um, Mandy Moore's character says, without suffering, there would be no compassion. And Shane West's character is like, yeah, we'll tell that to those who suffer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, it's like yeah. I, I won't say that that's untrue, uh, but it's awful to say to someone who is suffering. <laughs> right. Like, Well, yeah, like, I mean, like, even just taking it in a more, uh, I was about to say literal metaphor, which is an oxymoron. But like, you know, you if you don't, if you never experience darkness, then you don't know what light is, right? But like, it's also like you said, not <laughs> something to tell someone who's like, "Oh my god, uh, all my lights went out, and I'm terrified of the dark," and be like, "Well, <laughs> sometimes the dark is actually very good is. for you." <laughs> like, maybe just help them. <laughs> the darkness will make it, the, the night is always darkest before the dawn. Oh, Lord uh, above, which is anyway. Everything, but yes, I I agree with you. <laughs> So the pageant begins and the contestants take stage and Richard, being Richard, looks at these other girls and he's nervous that Olive isn't going to fit in. And Dwayne uh, kind of agrees and they go backstage to convince Cheryl to call it off and she stands her ground saying that they have to let her be herself. Mm -hmm. And they watch nervously as Olive is led to the stage to perform and she dedicates her performance to her grandfather (laughs) um, who choreographed it. And as soon as I heard that, I'm like, Oh, no. Here we go. Um, <laughs> the rest of the family hasn't seen it yet. And all of those dance turns out to be like a strip burlesque routine to a uh, super freak. Okay, and but she's a very important detail. Of, you know, the connotation. Yes. Well, and like, here's the thing is like, it's, 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 yes, it's like a burlesque routine sort of, but in a very childish way. And also she has like a tuxedo on, you know, rips off her pants and rips off her jacket. But like, what's under it is she's got like a full shirt and shorts on, right? She's not, it's not like inappropriate yeah she's like more covered than some of the other girls were doing their routines but it's just like obviously the the movements right where everyone's like oh my god but everyone's like losing their minds and i'm like it's not like she's actually like taking her clothes off her face she's calm down but it is so funny (laughs) 
so funny. She's growling, you know, like making tiger claws and dancing around like she has like a hula hoop. Like it's the it's the funniest, most childish dance, but it's done I... to the song Super Freak, which is Yeah. <laughs> Funny is not a word I would use to describe this scene. It's. Will you go on? I I, I po- could not possibly. Um, I had to skip it because it was so uncomfortable for me. I, That's fair. Well, you were like the you were like the lady running the show who was so horrified that she tried to drag the child. I was gonna say so they try to like shut it down. Um, and but Richard deciding he's gonna be a father now. Um, butts in and begins dancing next to her to support her. And one by one, her family takes the stage and joyfully finishes the number with her. Yes. Um, and after a brief and like, visit to be clear, to police, because I'm worried I'm going to sound like a weirdo. She's like, the dance that she's doing is like running around, flapping her arms like a bird. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, she's yeah, not it's doing not, anything sexual. I think they did a good job of making it clear that it's not like appropriate without like sexualizing a child. Yeah. like it, Yes. <laughs> it was a well done. But then they go to the police and they're like, you, you can leave as long as you never enter another California beauty pageant. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and they're all like, uh, that's fine. So, yes, and then they have, like, the like the swell of music as they're pushing their car to start rolling down the highway. And again, the horn honking would drive me absolutely insane, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that's, that's pretty much the end. Uh, like, having become closer and more confident during the trip, they push start their microbus once again and drive off into the sunset. So. The Little Miss Sunset. And hopefully they all get therapy. <laughs> yes, and they, they yeah. drive, and their first stop is a family therapy office. <laughs> all right, any final thoughts? Oh my god, I was about to cough, so it sounds like I'm dying. Hold on. I would say it's a, a worthwhile watch, but like we were saying, like if you have any... There's some trigger warnings. Look those up. And if you're in an emotionally bad spot, know it's going to make you feel things. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's supposed to make you feel things, and I think it does a yes. good job of that. Whether or not you want to feel those things is obviously up to you. <laughs> Yeah. I did not want to feel those things. <laughs> Let's see if the next road trip is any better for you. <laughs> Although neither of these road trips are great for the cars. No. Yeah. No, man. All right. Well, let's go on to the next one, shall we? All right, guys. We're going to keep this road trip moving along after a quick pit stop because we're talking about a goofy movie. a An absolute... Masterpiece of a film, not to tip my hand too early, um, from 1995, and it's starring Disney's Goofy and his son Max. Uh, they're both, I guess they're dogs, right? They're I love dogs. that it's like um, Muppet movies where you're like, it's starring Goofy and Max. It's not the actual right? people who played them. Yeah. <laughs> starring Kermit the Frog. Star- starring Max, who I think is also the voice of Aladdin, perhaps. Uh, I'm not sure. Kovu. Ugh! Sexy COVID? Yeah. You know what got me was yeah. Max's friend PJ is Carl from Jimmy Neutron. Oh, oh that God, makes nice. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, mm-hmm. I know this voice. <laughs> like, Who is it? So as you can tell already, this is going to be like an absolute nostalgia trap. Um, but I'll give you a brief rundown of the plot. Uh, so... Basically, the premise is Goofy feels like his teenage son is kind of drifting away from him. And his solution to this is to wrangle him onto a fishing road trip that he went on with his father. And he thinks it's going to be a great bonding experience. Unfortunately, Max, who is a teenage boy, has no interest in doing this. And in fact, is very focused on getting with his crush. Roxanne. Roxanne. Um, Roxanne. I almost said Maxine. <laughs> Maxine. <laughs> womp womp. Um, and of course, in a classic conflict, there's a concert 
that he, t- uh, there, there's this, uh, okay, hold on. He asked her on a date to view this, uh, Powerline concert. Who's basically like kind of a Michael Jackson esque, uh, rock star, maybe kind of like Prince too. Um, mm-hmm. and she said, yes, they were going to watch this show together, but of course it's at the same time as he's supposed to be on this stupid road trip. Um, so that's kind of the premise, right? Um, what are your guys' experience with a Goofy movie? Watch it as a kid. I I have a many a playlist um, on Spotify, and many of those playlists have uh, standout. <laughs> Is that a, standout? Yeah, that's what it. Above the crowd. Even if you got a shout out, shout out. Uh, loud. Like that song is the most important thing to me from this movie. Um, it's so good. And then there's just random things that stick out because I definitely watched it a lot as a kid, but then extremely goofy movie probably got watched a little bit more by me because. I do have a hard time with how Max treats his dad in this movie. <laughs> I don't know why. It's it's a well written conflict, and it's hard to watch sometimes. Yeah. I, this is one of my favorite movies growing up. I think it was one of the the cartoons that my dad also enjoyed watching. So it was you know it was oh, on sweet. frequent frequent rotation uh, in our house. Um, I watched it again today coincidentally my landlord happened to come over to fix a sink while i was watching it oh and he was kind of like oh what you watching there and i was like uh (laughs) (laughs) the goofy movie (laughs) yeah and he's like a man in like i don't want to say like i don't know late 50s early 60s um and he's like oh well you know what cartoon i like south park i've never missed an episode and i was (laughs) like like, oh an interesting thing to just tell me okay (laughs) (laughs) and he's like i was he is like the sweetest most like um, monotone's not the right word. I feel like that has a negative connotation. He's like unflappable. Like even when he tells a joke or something, his voice and like inflection barely changes. And like he's just like, oh yeah, you know. <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, that cartoon that I like, uh, South Park. Yeah. And I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> uh, Anywho, so yeah, yeah I <laughs> love this movie. I watched this movie as a kid. It wasn't like. My favorite movie. I know my sister likes it a lot, but I always had, like, Andrea, I had a hard time with the way Max treats Goofy. But honestly, watching this one, I was more frustrated with Goofy. Like, talk to your son about why yeah, he's putting up thing. such a fight here. Communication. Yeah, yeah. So it was a bit of a turnaround, and I actually enjoyed it more than what I thought I was going to Good. before I watched it, because I haven't watched it in years. <laughs> But I was surprised at how much I remembered the songs, though, because I don't have Stand that standout. But I knew all the so words. Good. And the song they sing, at the be- Goofy starts singing at the beginning. Like, I know the words to that one. <laughs> on the open road one? Yeah. 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 You need a break from modern living. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they're all great. I kind of forgot like how many like that i guess it's technically a musical mm-hmm. um there's probably what like four or five songs in it uh and it's yeah they're all they're all great <laughs> i think i appreciated how quick it was the oh, opening yes. sequence song really good like exposition mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just catchy and lovely yeah i loved it mm-hmm. yeah he's singing about how after today Dang. everything will be better yeah mm-hmm. um because it's the last day of school speaking of which we open on uh, Max running through a court, uh, wheat field, I guess, uh, and someone yelling his name and going, Max! And then he realizes that it's his beautiful crush, 
I keep wanting to say Maxine, Roxanne <laughs> running toward him in a beautiful flowing dress and they're about to kiss, but then, oh no, lightning strikes and he turns into his father and goes, yuck, which is, you know, obviously the iconic goofy uh, laugh. And then um, he wakes up from this nightmare that he's having. And then he realizes that he's late for some sort of scheme that him and PJ are planning. And he tries to get dressed really quick and his dad is a ding dong and comes in and is talking to him and then he runs out the door and then he starts singing the song that we just mentioned uh where he's you know everybody's singing a song about how after today everything's gonna be better Mm -hmm. and we learn about max's scheme which is amazing basically it's so complex and you gotta respect it and you know what so he's basically too afraid to ask roxanne out straight up right but he's not afraid to do what he's about to do (laughs) exactly i'm like son if you have the confidence to uh, commandeer a uh principal's assembly and put on a rock show and like well he was lip syncing not singing but still like putting on like a full performance in this power line costume and dancing on stage in front of the entire school but you're too shy to ask this girl to hang out well i mean it can be hard i don't really blame him but what i described is exactly what he does with the help of his friends pj and um who's the cheese with guy right bobby yeah bobby um the <laughs> they like have like a smoke machine and that's that yes. that is burned in my memory that's one thing that like i'll always yeah. remember bobby and his the leaning yes. tower of pizza Wait. he's obsessed with Chisa. easy cheese or easy cheese yeah that's how uh, that's which... how max pays bobby to help him is in it and it's like <laughs> totally coated as like Ta-da. pot right like he yeah. like hands it to him in a paper bag he like at one point like tells him to like hide it and guard it with his life when he has to like go talk to the principal and stuff and he like totally has like West Coast stoner vibes. It was like, <laughs> is the leaning tower of cheese. <laughs> uh, before we get too far, um, I want to mm-hmm. say that there's a lot of parallels between the After Today song and the opening number to Grease 2. And I stand by oh. it. I still, okay. I still need to watch Grease 2. Okay, you haven't seen it? There's Okay, so there's a specific scene. Like, it has like similar really. vibes where you see the different clicks. Of the high schoolers, like all dancing on their way into school, and but, like I've I've heard from many people, it's better than Greece. Oh, but absolutely! I also is. just like don't like Greece. So yeah. <laughs> like, well, probably it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's better. Um, yeah, it's cheesy, but it knows it's cheesy. Mm. Um, and there's like this one scene specifically where there's these two twin girls that are like cheerleader type. And um, they're like cheerleader types, but they're also kind of teacher's pets. And they are like mm-hmm. legitimately the same, like two cuts of the same cloth, basically, in the movie, oh, yeah. in Goofy movie and in um, Grease 2. Oh, that's interesting. Do you know what year Grease 2 came out? It was before this, right? Uh, yes. It was... It was like the 80s? Yeah, it was sometime in the 80s. Nice. So we get, yeah, rapid fire two musical numbers. After today, where he's like, just think of all the time I've been losing, finding the right thing to say. And then he bumps into Roxanne and he's like, <laughs> and then he runs away. <laughs> uh, like, oh, buddy. Oh, sweet boy. <laughs> I understand. Um, and then he, yeah, they take over the assembly and everyone's like losing their minds. But then the principal catches them. I don't know. I, what was their plan? Exactly. I have okay, no because- idea. <laughs> Because he's upset that his identity is revealed, right, on stage, because they take off his power line glasses, and they're like, it's that goof kid. Um, 
But I'm like, but if your plan was to do this cool thing and then have cool cred and use it to ask out Roxanne, don't you want her to know that it was you? Maybe but... he wanted to be the one to reveal it later on his terms. That's fair. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, yeah, I totally agree with you. I'm like, yeah. What? <laughs> I had to look it up That's for the though. principal. I'm pretty sure is the same guy that's uh, from Pencilist Bride. Inconceivable. Well, Sean. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yep. Love that man. Inconceivable. Yeah. Great. Rex great from actor, Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, they get busted and Goofy gets a call at work from Wallace Shawn, the principal, and is basically very dramatic about it and is like, Your son is never gonna be successful or go anywhere, and I suggest you do something about it before he ends up in the electric chair. And I just want to say that as a child, I took this very literally mm-hmm. <laughs> and was like, Is that a thing they could do at schools? <laughs> um Goofy also seems to take it pretty literally. And he's like, what What can I do to prevent this horrible fate for my delinquent son? Um, and that's when he decides he's going to take his boy fishing. Yeah. Much to his boy's chagrin. <laughs> <laughs> so guess where they're going? Lake Destiny. In Idaho. <laughs> Wait, it's a real place? Uh, I don't know if Lake Destiny is, but they mentioned going to Idaho. Oh, that's right. I kind of missed. Yeah, I forgot about that. Let me Google that, actually, for funsies. Where do they start? Somewhere on the East Coast, right? I looked at the map, and it looks like they're from Ohio. They're from Ohio, yeah. Which is hilarious to me to put a Disney, like an old school Disney character as living in a United, like a split (laughs) in the United States, like a mappable place. I just Google it, and it's like, while this is not a real place, um, you can buy Lake Destiny t-shirts in Idaho. (laughs) That's cute. Like, just all over Idaho? I, 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 it just says, yeah, in Idaho. So I'm like, I, I can see maybe... If I had, if I was, like, running a resort by a lake in Idaho, I'd probably just say this is Lake Destiny. For sure. I'm going to drive to Idaho, which is very close to me, and just stop at the nearest, like, welcome center and be like, I'll take your finest Lake Destiny shirt, please. That would be amazing. Okay. So we get to this scene in the lawn, which I find incredibly stressful. Yes. Um... So Max is riding on a high. He asked Roxanne to the dance and she said, yes, everybody thinks he's super cool. They're like chanting his name. If you watch carefully in the scene where he's walking out of school and everybody's chanting his name, there's a part where these two characters behind him just like freeze and they don't like animate motion behind them anymore, I guess, to like (laughs) save on uh, animation time and stuff, which I didn't notice for years and years and years. And then one day noticed and thought I was going insane because like everyone around them is moving. (laughs) But I looked it up and I was like, oh, yeah, it's just a thing. Anyway. Fun fact for if you have too much time on your hands. And then um, he gets home and Goofy's packing up the car and he's like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going on a fishing trip with my best friend. He's like, oh, Donald Duck. And he's like, no, silly, I mean you. And then Max is obviously horrified. And the part that stresses me out about this the most is when he like buckles Max into the car and Max like can't get the seatbelt off. Like just for some reason, just like that, like physical confinement restraint. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the confinement is just like, I just (laughs) react to it way more viscerally than I probably should. But um, he doesn't even let him go inside and like grab his stuff and go to the bathroom. Dang. But (laughs) which is most Um, stressful for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What if you wanted to get some like CDs and stuff? But uh, (laughs) in 1995. Okay, sorry, like a tapes. <laughs> Some cassette tapes. Um, so he convinces his dad to let him stop at Roxanne's house. And he goes and he's like, hey, I'm really sorry. I I really want to take you to this party, but I can't. Cause, and then she's like, obviously, like really bummed out. And he's like, no, like my dad. And 
well, uh, he's taking me to the Powerline concert. And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, friends of Powerline. And we're going to like dance in the opening number. And you're just like, again, what is your I, end game? Sir? 100% what is-, what is the plan? <laughs> What's like, the plan? I am all for lying to make the situation easier. <laughs> like, <and I laughs> Noted. Know, like, but like only like with someone you don't know super well. Like for instance, Jared is Jared is never that way. This is the most honest man alive. Okay, and it's a problem. <laughs> Cause like when we were like uh we had just moved to a new area. This is when we were in Valpo. And like we were meeting up with some of my work friends, and we it was a Saturday morning, and what happened was we had slept in <laughs> like we had 100% just slept super late, like embarrassingly late. And we get there and I'm just like, sorry, we got a little caught up this morning. Jared's like, yeah, we slept until 10 o'clock. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, why no. would you say that? I said the morning got away from us. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, I was just being honest. And I'm like, lie <laughs> or bend it or make it sound a little bit better. This isn't like talking to like, you like you guys, I would say it. I'd be like, yeah, I slept in. <laughs> but like <laughs> anybody else, I'm like. <sighs> so yeah, I get like yeah. being like, oh, a family emergency came up, and my dad needs me to go across the country with him. But I really want to meet up with you another time. But no, he's just like, I'm gonna be on stage with power. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. Oh boy. And like, yes, of course he's like panicking. But like, oh sweet baby boy, like you must have known that was a mistake. Like she's gonna find out in like a week, and it's gonna be worse. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, as a fellow teenager, you think she'd understand that, like, my dad is making me do this thing doesn't right. mean I don't want to go yeah. to this party with you. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about this <laughs> when we get to a point later when they're camping and he's all grumpy and whatever. And I'm like, man, one of the strangest, sometimes most stressful parts about being, like, a child and I guess, like, a teenager, which like, is still a child, um, is that, like, you don't get to decide where you are so much of the time, like, physically where you are and what you're doing, like, just isn't a choice, which is such a wild thing. Like, you're like, you know, like, you have to go to school, sure. But, like, you know, if your parents were to be like, hey, we're going to go on this, you know, or, like, with Max here, it's like, we're going on this thing. Like, to be like, to be like I'm in a part of the country <laughs> that I don't want to be. And honestly, I love camping, but if I didn't want to camp and somebody made me, I'd be so mad. <laughs> yeah, like, it is something you want to be in the right situation for. I do think I have a harder time relating to Max in this movie just because... One, uh, you know, like, do you and your family ever do that thing where, you're, like, you call Disney characters and, like, you're like, this is who Camille would be, like, my sister, you know, or I'll be like, and Jessica's, that's like, my sister Camille is uh, Joy from Inside Out and Jessica is Marlin the Clownfish. And like, <laughs> I don't think we have, but that's hilarious. We do that, but my dad's always goofy. Like, my dad's mm-hmm. like, he's a goof. And so, like, I, and I love my dad, and I can tell you I had good friends in high school, but in a second I would ditch all of them to go on a road trip with my dad. And so, like, well, <laughs> I know this is, like, a very relatable thing for a lot of teenagers. For me, I'm just like, eh. <laughs> Like, it's easy. Yeah. I'd be like, bye, Roxanne. Honestly, I would do road trip with my dad, too. I love road trips with my family. Yeah. So, I, like, I think I had a hard time. I'm like, get over it. You're going on vacation. Like, you're going to be fine. <laughs> I mean, I also enjoy hanging out with my family. But if it was, like, we could do this road trip literally anytime. Can we just postpone it for like yeah. a week so I could do this thing mm-hmm. with my friends? I would be pissed if they were yeah. like, no. <laughs> well, and that's the thing though. Max doesn't explain really, does he? No, he no, does not. No, he yeah. just lies. <laughs> right. Um, so do you guys have a favorite family road trip memory? Oh man. Right, while you guys <sighs> are thinking, I will share mine. Okay. Um, Go for it. My family, we 
either borrowed my grandma's van or rented a van and we drove out to Boston and then we had like a, we got on a cruise in Boston and went up to Canada. But we did that road, we did central Indiana to Boston, like just north of Boston in one day. Mm-hmm. It wow. took us 17 hours. That's a long one. And um, it's re- it was a really fun trip because... Well, first of all, it most one of his most memorable because we got like one of those big, huge barrels of cheese balls. Mm-hmm. And we it was gone between the six of us by the time we made it to Boston. But um, no one in that family has a big bladder. <laughs> <laughs> but so it should have been like a twelve-hour road trip, but you stopped enough to make it a seventeen-hour road trip. <laughs> Sort of, but for the first five hours, we left at like two or three in the morning, as we usually Mm do um, for road trips. And we all slept, like all of us girls slept and my stepmom slept and it was just my dad driving. And he just, you know, we were halfway across Ohio before any of us really woke up. But then, yeah, we were stopping every 45 minutes to an hour. And we usually would let my stepsister Morgan take the fall for having to go to the bathroom she'd like be like <laughs> guys i have to go and everyone else would be like oh thank god <laughs> so That's we fun. i mean i'm trying to think of we we i guess you call it not exactly like a road trip where you like like this one where you had like all these destinations along the way but we would go to the beach most summers which is about a 13 hour drive from where we were um, and so we would leave super early in the morning too. It'd be like four in the morning usually. And I just, yeah, like there's a very distinct smell and sound in the air. Like, you know, like early in the morning in the summer when like the crickets are out and mm-hmm. it's like warm, but like kind of chilly. And like, we'd like kind of like sidle out to the car holding our pillows and just kind of like buckle in, like Strander was saying, and just kind of like sleep part of the way. And that like, that is yeah, just like a very fond core memory, yeah. sensory memory. Absolutely. Yeah, no, like, um, you're totally right about that smell. Like that's a yeah, yeah. That's and then funny. there was the time, not a fond memory, but a funny memory. Now uh, <laughs> that my sister and I, we were driving from, I think we were driving through South Dakota, and we stopped at this god awful motel where like the water was like brown, <laughs> um, and we saw some baby turkeys, and so we started like chasing them for the field. And then the next day, we were both, like, super itchy, like, to the point where we were, like, complaining about it. And my mom was like, I don't, you know, you're probably just, like, itchy from the grass, like, you know, blah, blah. And uh, we stopped at <laughs> the Corn Palace, and the world's only Corn Palace in Mitchell, South Dakota, <laughs> and went to the bathroom. And I remember, like, there were chigger bites, like, all, oh. all under, like, our clothes. And it was oh horrible and like so itchy and so horrifying and my brother kept being a jerk and being like did you know there's bugs burrowing in your skin which for me and julie was like the ultimate nightmare Mm -hmm. but i remember we were in the bathroom and the over the loudspeakers the song you're so vain no the the song stop in the name of love was playing over the loudspeakers (laughs) and so whenever i hear that song it makes me think of being like oh my god (laughs) she was all over my body and then we had to drive another like 13 hours home just oh. so itchy oh god oh that's awful funny story about the city of corn palace south dakota i also stopped in that city on the way back so I, have, I have i'm the only one who has not been to the corn palace you fool I, I haven't been to the corn palace but i went to a tire place in the same city because i was like please check my tires because i am an anxious little bird and, I <laughs> and you didn't to go to the world's tires. only corn palace huh 
She didn't. And you didn't go, go to the world's only corn. You guys. Maybe another time. Um, mine. So mine's kind of like Sarah's, where it's like at the time it was maybe not that funny, but like now it's hilarious, and it was kind of funny then. Um, we would go to Oregon a lot. We we always camped. Like that was our vacations. We were camping. Um, mm. but when we go to Oregon, we would go to the beach, which was always a lot of fun. And there's two ways to get there. And one way is a little longer, but like just kind of straight on. And one way was shorter, but you were going through a lot of back roads where you had ups and downs, like really steep ups and downs that you get that feeling where your stomach would fall Uh, a little bit. And uh me and my oldest sister loved it. And so every time we'd go down one, we'd scream and we'd go, yeah, like we were on a roller coaster. (laughs) And um, my middle sister uh, she she was like, I'm gonna throw up. This is awful. And Camilla and I are like, <laughs> you're a buzzkill. Yeah, she's like, and then Camilla and I threw up on her. <laughs> <laughs> she never ended up throwing up. It was, <laughs> it was the ones that were having fun that threw up and just it was just whining and didn't and. <laughs> Even when you threw up on her, that's impressive. Yeah, well, I, well, I think actually we ended up getting both on the road, but I know at one point I think she got some vomit on her. But yeah, like we, (laughs) both Camilla and I ended up throwing up and Jessica was like just miserable and didn't get the satisfaction. Cause like, I don't know. I feel like I'd be a little mad. (laughs) Like (laughs) I was the one who was saying that this is a throw up situation and you two threw up. (laughs) That's pretty funny. (laughs) Oh man. Um, Oh, also I just want to say it's very sweet. Usually on these long trips, my parents would get us like a little present that we get to open like halfway through. Um, so we had like something to look forward to and, uh, yeah, that was always really cute. One That's time cute. I got a stuffed stuffed elephant. It was very cute. Okay, woof. Speaking of getting mean, they I haven't even it. started their road trip, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so we get the out on the open road number, which is a really fun one. Uh, and they stop at Lester's Possum Park, uh, which is a it feels very Missouri to me. Um, <laughs> I was gonna a, say it's everything I hate about the Midwest, <laughs> and I like feels, things about it, the Midwest. I do. <laughs> If anyone out there is familiar with uh, Branson, Missouri, which we f- refer to as uh, Hillbilly Vegas, uh, it's like a, <laughs> it's it's like <laughs> um, a town where there's like these like a strip with all of these shows, like the Bald Knobbers and um, your your yeah yeah Yakov Smirnov. Don't know, no, don't know this famous Not- man. No, <laughs> you don't know Yakov Smirnov. Um, well, anyway, there's it's it's this the vibe matches. It's like a uh, southern, it's like rural Missouri, whatever. But this where they go in the movie is um, like I said, Lester's Possum Park, and it's this mechanized think Chuck E. Cheese if that rings a bell, like low budget little stage with all these uh little little robot possums that sing like a little jamboree band. Quite frankly, as an adult, <laughs> if this place existed and I was driving through, I would absolutely 100% stop at this little show. Oh yeah. And You're the like, one who stopped at like that place. Like with the, the, was it like a creepy mouse? Oh, and grandpa's ma- cheese barn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like the same vibe. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so, but if I was forced to go here against my will, I wouldn't like it very much. And Max definitely doesn't like it. Goofy's super into it. And he, like, goes to buy Max a possum hat. Uh, and everyone's like, who's your favorite possum? Which is something that sticks in my head. <laughs> like, you would think that it wouldn't come up too often to hear the phrase, Hi, everybody! Who's your favorite possum? But it 
it's too often. It's too often. <laughs> and then um, Max gets really pissed because Goofy's being goofy and embarrassing him in front of people and like trying to like get him to dance and stuff. And so he storms off to the car. Ugh, and Goofy's just so sad because they thought they were having a good time and they're not. And they drive away and it's sad. <laughs> um, then they get to um, a campsite and everyone's still grumpy and Goofy's like, oh, I'll teach you how to fish. And Max is like, no, I'll leave you alone. And then who should roll up? But um, what's his face? Pete. But what's his face? <laughs> but what's, you know, what's his face? And cheerleader um, and so-and-so. <laughs> the ugly one. <laughs> the ugly one. Oh my um, gosh, that's a deep cut. <laughs> yeah, wow. Shout out to Teen Girl Squad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the neighbors, Pete and PJ, uh, Goofy and Max's friends roll up in a very fancy RV that I'm very jealous of. Mm-hmm. And um, PJ's like, oh my god, you're like the talk of this school. Everybody's so excited that you're going to be at the Powerline concert. And Max is like, yeah, I totally made that up. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, in the meantime, Pete's talking to Goofy about how he has to like control his child and not let him like, you know, basically do anything that he wants to do. Not the best parenting technique, I would guess. But <laughs> so they go off to uh, catch dinner, and they accidentally find Bigfoot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he chases them around. And then they hide in the car, and there's a, there's a part where um, Bigfoot takes uh, <laughs> takes um, Max's uh, Walkman and is, like, dancing <laughs> to the music in the background. It's very funny. <laughs> uh, but they're, like, trapped in the car by this monster, and they kind of have a little bonding moment where Goofy remembers... Hi, Dad Soup, which is alphabet soup that they used to spell little notes to each other in. And Max uh, spells Hi, Dad. And then they go to sleep. And it's very cute. And you think things are looking up. But oh, no. What happens then? Well, I forget what happens next. So Max starts writing a postcard to Roxanne. And he's like lying about like, oh, we're, I'm so excited about the concert. And then he feels bad and he erases it. And he's like, I'm sorry I lied. Here's what happened. And then he's like, oh, man, I'm, you know, like I'm screwed no matter what. And he like angrily punches the glove box because they're sleeping in the car because Bigfoot's sleeping on top of them. And um, the map comes out. <laughs> and he, in a very dramatic scene, erases the route to Lake Destiny and redirects it to LA. Circles LA, closes the map back in there. Uh, I, again, Mr. Lack of Endgame. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's such a terrible thing to do, too. And also, I think uh, it would have worked better if this was a GPS. <laughs> I oh my god, yeah. Andrea! I had the exact same thought. If you were like, if you just reprogram the GPS and then just Goofy just doesn't notice that you're like going in a different direction for like a while, that would make sense. But if he's gonna look at the map, he's gonna see the this LA, LA. Circle, which this has never occurred to me until this time watching the movie, where I was like, wouldn't he know? Like, what's the plan here. It's 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 it is sad to have it like like this betrayal from Max right after this this heartful moment. I know. But, like, that does sad. underscore it more. Like, that... Mm-hmm. Um, I was... <laughs> gosh, guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. Just to break it up a bit. Um, I was reading an essay about Zuko. And... <laughs> oh, there it God. is. Wait, speaking of Zuko. <laughs> what's what's uh, Roxanne's friend's name? Yo, Stacy! Talk yeah, to me, yeah. talk to me, talk to me, baby! <laughs> Zuko, That's who is Zuko. in this movie... That's Zuko. No. Yeah. What? 
Yeah. Oh my god. Guys, when I see him at Comic-Con this summer, I'm going to be like, I absolutely loved you in a goofy movie. <laughs> I know um, he would love that. <laughs> but like what makes his redemption arc so great is that you have so much time, right? Where like yeah. he makes a few he's he starts off bad, he starts making a couple good decisions, mm-hmm. and there's a big regression and has mm-hmm. a very cognizant moment. Of coming back, and then he's allowed to have that comeback, and instead of just dying on his way there, earns it. Um, yeah. And it was like really emphasizing how the the decision he makes to betray his uncle, which I can I I, I watch the show a lot, and every time that happens, I'm like, ah, I can't. Oh, I know. It hurts. You're like, don't do it. No. Right. And like, this is not as uh, like strong as that moment because that's it's. They give you a lot more time with Avatar. But, like, mm-hmm. it's smart. Yeah, it's a series versus a movie. Yes, a yeah, yeah. So it's really smart um, mm-hmm. as a writing team to give us that moment and then to break our hearts in half. <laughs> and then yeah, because to let you him see have that a more... That genuine... Like, more, like, reflective yeah. Yeah, redemption later. So I, I do think it's good, but it's just yeah. hard to watch. I love that you read. Yeah, there's that like genuine bond between them, but then they're still like going through growing pains, and uh, yeah, yeah. So (laughs) the next morning (laughs) is a line that (laughs) they're at a diner. Um, I guess I guess uh, Bigfoot sauntered off at one point, um, and they're at a diner getting breakfast, and (laughs) the waitress comes up, and Max is kind of zoned out, uh, and she's like, "Eggs, eggs, (laughs) eggs," and he's like, (laughs) "So like that would ever." Me or my siblings like have egg, like eggs are mentioned anyway. Where I was like eggs. That is so funny because I sing the song from Land Before Time. When I oh, wake that up, one too. first thing I do eggs. eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Just a lot of quality egg based content. That song was oh made God, for you to be honest because of all the egg puns. <laughs> it's so good. I'm so excited. Ecstasy. <laughs> Shannon, jump in anytime. Nope. I don't know what you're talking about. What? The Land Time was, like, legit one of my, I mean, all-time favorite, but, like, as a kid, like, my favorite movie. And we had, so we had a couple of the sequels on VHS, and they just were not the same. (laughs) It's different. But that egg song. And also, we're a family and you're one of us now. Yeah. We're a family and you're one of us now. Oh, did you ever get super annoyed? That the the main character was Sarah. <laughs> of course, I would always be like, her name is spelled different. Her name is spelled C E R A, and my name is spelled S A R A H. So we're not the same. <laughs> we're not the same. I was not a Sarah. I was a ducky, obviously. Oh, you were such a ducky. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah. You were more of a Littlefoot, I think. Probably. Which I'm not. Pr- <laughs> like, I mean, basic. No, he should be. He's great. I love Littlefoot. <laughs> He's better better than Sarah. No one here is a Sarah. Sarah had a redemption, but she was a little grump. She was raised by racists. She was doing her best. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Three horns never play with long That would probably necks. just make it so Shandra was the pterodactyl boy. What's his name? Petrie. 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 Yeah, that sounds about right. Because you're not Spike and you're definitely not Sarah. <laughs> anyway. I forget. Wow. Oh, man. Claim for a time. What a great movie. Petrie. Hmm? Petrie's the best. Wasn't he kind of the ditzy one? No, that was Ducky. <laughs> no, that was Ducky. That was Ducky. Petrie Ducky's was fun. the one who's, like, very enthusiastic and talks too much and is, like, uh, conflict uh, f- afraid. <laughs> yeah. 
doesn't want anybody to fight, rather. What, that's Ducky? Or that's... that's Ducky. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, yeah, and I think Petrie was, like, just, like, the kind of fun one who was yeah. pretty much down for it, anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds about right. You go without Petrie? Huh? Yeah. You go without Petrie? Oh, my God, I <laughs> You need now. to rewatch Late Before Time. You do. I, I tried to rewatch it, like, in my early 20s, and I couldn't do it, like... Did you cry too much? I, I was I can't crying. Watch I was upset. First one, no I way. like the animation. I don't know. It just it you don't like the animation. Interesting. It didn't hit. It didn't hit the same as it did when I was a kid. And I would rather just have fun, fond memories of it as a kid. So I, I was watching this like paleontologist like review dinosaur movies, mm-hmm. and like I, he pointed out that he watched the Interland Before Time when Littlefoot's the born, baby. and he's just and the, the narration is like he was the only long neck to be born. The only hope for the survival of their species. And the guy's like, well, if there's only one, news for you, he's the end of the species. <laughs> it was like, I was like, oh my gosh, he's right. <laughs> if we hold on together. Man, yeah, Donkey's on. greatest work. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so after Egg Lady comes along, <laughs> um, Goofy makes an announcement to the whole diner that um, despite before being like, no, the map is too much of a responsibility. He's like, I'm going to make my son the official navigator of this trip. I'm not even going to look at the map. Uh, no, no. You you pick all the stops along the way. Whew. So we're like, oh, oh boy. But Convenient. then, but then, <laughs> um, we are treated to a road trip montage. And I know this podcast loves talking about montage. I don't know if we've really talked about road trip montages, which I think is like up there in the upper echelon That's of true. montages. I mean, Shandra and I are always going to choose a makeover. Mm-hmm. But um, oh, I'd, I'd pick road trip over makeover. But I do love a road trip. I mean, they have all these fun stops. And it's kind of cute because you see like first they're going to like amusement parks and monster truck rallies. And Goofy's, you know, like excited that Max is having fun, but clearly isn't really having a good time. And you can see that Max picks up on that. So then he starts taking them to like places like the House of Yarn and like a mime museum and stuff that his dad would like. And you're like, oh, this is so sweet. They're bonding. They're having a great time. How lovely. They stop at a motel that has waterbeds with fish in it, which is an image that is stuck in my head for forever. Um, <laughs> I have so many logistical questions. But <laughs> uh, before we can ask those, Pete and PJ roll up again. <sighs> and they order the kids some pizza and they go out. The two dads are like hanging out in the hot tub. But uh, Pete overhears PJ, who, by the way, was n- not good at keeping keeping things on the DL. is like, I can't believe you changed the map. That's crazy. So he goes and tells Goofy about it. And Wait. Goofy is very upset. And he's like, I don't believe you. I trust my son. Wait, we have to talk about this pizza. <laughs> we have to talk about this pizza. Chandra, please. My pizza's burned in my memory as well. Oh, same. And the same way that the Leaning Tower of Chisa will always be a part of my mind. This pizza mm. will always be a pizza goals. <laughs> this is... I it think is, we might have talked about this pizza, this specific cartoon pizza think we did. on other episodes because it's like it's 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 so, so cheesy. It's, <laughs> I just there's so many like internet animations of it. Mm, Looking at it right now, it's so, so gooey, it's so floppy. It is obviously cheesy goodness <laughs> at its finest. Who uh-huh. cares what kind of crust is going on down there? Because you're in it for the cheese. Like I could practically taste this pizza, and I, my mouth. It looks so never good. never be the same. Yeah, they, like, pick up a piece, and then it's just, like, this gooey, gooey cheese, and you're just like, what like, in like, the world? Like, I want, I want that pizza so bad. It's heavily, heavily cheesy. 
Oh, I want it so bad. So tasty. You know what I don't want so bad is this conversation. No, nope. this, this is the part that you're just like, oh. Uh, so initially Goofy's like, no, I trust my kid. I'm not going to look at the map, you know, whatever. But then he goes back to the car and the map kind of like falls out of the glove box again. And then it's implied that he looks at it because he goes back to the hotel. So sad. Just like super sad. And <laughs> we need to take a moment. I know we were talking about how delicious this pizza looked. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what else is upsetting is the mess that they made with this pizza. Because it's not like there are like crumbs and bits of cheese everywhere. If you go back and look, there are like full ass pieces of pizza, like on the beds Ugh. and on the floor. And like more Horrifying. pizza than it looked like they initially had. It's like on the TV. It's like Don't everywhere. you dare waste pizza. I'm like, how and what? They What were they doing? <laughs> and because, you know, he walks in and Max's like, oh, sorry about the mess, dad. I'm like, yeah, explain yourself. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on with Yeah, pizza? seriously. But even more upsetting is the fact that Goofy is so sad that he just lays down in bed with his wet swim trunks on and goes to sleep. <laughs> Can you imagine being that upset? No. <laughs> because I don't want to sleep in wet swim trunks. Especially if you pulled them out of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while Dare since we've you, had an ma'am. ocean shorts burn. It's been a minute. <laughs> they would have been wet because I had washed them so many times. But <laughs> moving on. Mm-hmm. Sarah. So, um, <laughs> so they're driving along and they get to a dramatic intersection where it's like basically like left to Los Angeles, right to Lake Destiny, because that's how highways usually work. Yeah. Um, Just those and he's two like, places. All right, Max. Yeah. He's like, Max, look at the map and tell me which way to go. And, you know, clearly hoping that he'll like make the right choice and go right. Um, but he panics and he says left. And then he, like, you know, swerves toward Los Angeles and he pulls over on the side of the road in a very steep canyon um, <laughs> and, you know, huffs out of the car and forgets to put the e-brake on. And then the car goes crashing down the canyon and they chase it and then they fall and the car is somehow miraculously floating and they're on top of it. And they have a fight about Nobody everything. But then this leads to finally. Else but you. <laughs> yes. This lovely little song and some finally some communication. <laughs> like they basically sing a little song about how they're stuck with each other, but that's okay because they secretly like each other. Um, and then Max is just like, "Here's what's up. I like this girl, and this is what happened." And blah blah blah. And the dad's like, "Oh, I didn't realize that." And he's like, "I guess we got to take you to that concert." I'm like, "You guys could have just talked about this." But as we know, good communication is the key to every good relationship and the bane of most plots. <laughs> so. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can't complain about it too much. But then, as they're having their little bonding moment, they're floating, still on their car, toward a waterfall, as Goofy would say. <laughs> Sharp wrecks at the bottom. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> so, they, you know, like, they go to the edge of the waterfall, and he catches Max, but then he falls, and Max grabs the, uh, the fishing pole that conveniently is nearby, and he does the perfect cast that his dad taught him earlier, and then he hooks his dad and and up by the pants and like reels him back up and saves him, and they've got like a tarp that becomes a parachute, and he's like, "You did the perfect cast." I sound like Jimmy Stewart, sorry. And um, <laughs> all 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 impressions lead back to Jimmy Jimmy Stewart for me, <laughs> and um, and you know they they're like. They're like, they have like a very sweet moment together. Although I would say, so they're still on this tarp that's billowing on the wind from this waterfall, floating very, very high above the water. And they're like, ah, oh, glad we're okay. And I'm like, are you? <laughs> I don't think you are. 
You haven't landed yet. So many bad things can still happen, but it's a cartoon. Um, oh, also speaking of cartoon uh, danger, when they're at the mime museum, uh, they fake cut a piano string and then a real piano falls and crushes the mime and then they just walk away. And I'm like, did they just <laughs> slaughter that mime? Just kill that I didn't remember a body count in Goofy Movie. <laughs> uh, any thoughts about this whole father, father-son father river bonding scene? That song's um, a jam. I like that song. Yeah. No. Nobody else but you. Yeah, it's you. sweet. Uh, I do love the the Disneyfication of of having this conversation in an extreme environment, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. which meant, like not even just Disney, I, like cartoony. And they didn't even mm-hmm. seem bothered about the fact that their car was just fl- floating. You don't down have those conversations river. in yeah. these movies, nope. Yeah, because let me well, tell you, I mean, my dad has like like my dad is a goof and like he's a. Fun guy, if that happened to his car, I don't think anything would be very happy at that no, time. No, no. Well, yeah, to that point, like, the car Little Miss Sunshine has a has a rough go of it, but at least it doesn't end up presumably at the bottom of a river. <laughs> yeah. No, because they bring it home at the end, because then Goofy takes it. Remember, it's at Wait, the end of the movie. Oh. oh. Does that? Is that the same van? It is the same car. Yeah, because it's all busted up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, 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 a plot hole in a Goofy movie. I bet they feel real foolish. <laughs> goofy, you can I never say. even thought about that. You're totally right. Okay. Well. Cut to the concert venue. Dun, 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 dun. There's been an uptick of Powerline shirts. I think Target's been selling them. I need to get one. Nice. Solid. Absolutely. Um, so we see Goofy and uh, Max bust out of two instrument cases. Goofy's like <laughs> uh, folded up like a guitar, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Um, and they're like sneaking around backstage. And then uh, Goofy stumbles his way on on stage with Powerline during the opening number. And Max is like, Dad, do the perfect cast. And he starts dancing. And Powerline starts dancing. Powerline, by the way, very chill about all of, this, yeah. all of these security <laughs> breaches. Um, what a nice guy. And then Max ends up on stage too after getting chased around a little bit. And they all do the dance and um you know roxanne's watching on tv and it's all very exciting and the song is a flipping jam it's so good um and then well any thoughts about this concert scene that we finally get to i do it's it's okay breaking and entering is a problem um okay <laughs> and like, don't and, worry i don't think the impressionable children what is this a morality podcast like no no, no. Like, like i'm saying that's a problem but like i just love that goofy does that for him like mm-hmm. i when yeah. i was a kid i think i've mentioned it a couple times on the podcast my mom would check me out of school for book and movie premieres and those usually Jeez. happened in the evening but she would like make it a day like she'd be like my mom was she really emphasized that academics were important like we all were you know like we valued education but she understood like like harry potter and the sorcerer's stone is coming out tonight i'm checking andrea out of first grade and we're gonna go spend <laughs> the whole day in salt lake city with her sisters and we're going to get in line for this premiere super early and we're going to do this together. And like a lot of, I think a lot of moms wouldn't do that because they think it would be irresponsible. And it's not, it's, it's like core memory stuff. And it's living your life. Like, yeah. Like she would take my sister to con, like my mom took me to the Pokemon 2000 movie, which is like, my mom doesn't Aww. like Pokemon. She doesn't <laughs> get it. She thinks it's weird. <laughs> Um, but she knew I loved it and she was like 
I'm I'm taking Andrea on a on a mother daughter date, and we're gonna go spend the day. We're gonna get dinner. We're gonna Burger King's oh, got Pokemon nice. toys right now, so we're gonna go there. And then like she put that effort in, and like I I love that Goofy is like oh you, like after Max communicates his issue, right? I've been like I really like this girl. He's like let's go. <laughs> yeah, what a good wig man. <laughs> I love it. I, that's really good parenting. I think. Yeah, it's very sweet. Yes, and and they roll up and miraculously, it's going to bother me now, in their car somehow. Uh, maybe they did the perfect cast to fish it out of the river. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, and they roll up to Roxanne's house and Goofy's like, uh, you know, you're doing the right thing. Go tell her the truth. And he gets to the porch and he, like, she's like, oh my God, that was so cool, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, well, here's the thing. I like kind of made it all up, but he like explains it to her. And she's like, well, I... You know, I already, I already liked you. Like, do you want to go on a date? He's like, oh, yuck. And then he's, like, very excited that she wants to date. And then Goofy's, like, standing by the car, which then <laughs> promptly explodes. And he goes flying into the air, crashes through the roof upside down. And uh, uh, Max is like, oh, this is my dad. And then they shake hands. Also, it's a very sweet moment. But also, so she's like, do you want to do something tonight? And he's like, yeah, I'd love to. And he's like, oh, sorry. I'm actually, I'm doing something with my dad tonight. How about tomorrow? Which I think is a great very cute way of showing like how their relationship has has come but i would be like i just spent <laughs> presumably a full month in the car with my dad like i don't think i need to hang out with him tonight. like what are they gonna do <laughs> go car but, shopping i guess maybe oh yeah. maybe maybe <laughs> yeah so that's uh that's how the movie ends it's very cute it's very sweet uh nice little nice little road trip uh like shandra said uh, I, I'm actually a big fan of road trips in real life, but I don't ever want to have one uh, with this many <laughs> car car trouble related events. But they are fun to watch. Uh, the, these movies, I mean, are fun to watch. Any final thoughts on the Goofy movie? I enjoyed it. It's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, again, I enjoyed it. Makes me feel things, but uh, in a good way. And I will listen to that music any day of the week. It's so good. Nice. All right, well, time for recommendations then. So let's say you are a teenage boy and you are being forced to go on a road trip with your family and you don't want to. Um, And your parents are like, listen, uh, you won't have to come on this road trip with us, (laughs) but we are going to have a family movie night and you have to decide quickly between watching Little Miss Sunshine or Goofy Movie. Which would you pick? Goofy Movie. I'm going to also say Goofy Movie. Yeah, a Goofy Movie. <laughs> <laughs> Little Miss Sunshine is great, but I want to watch it with is, my family. It's so fun. Awkward. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Wrap oh, it up. Okay, that's me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you liked this podcast, we would love it if you left us a review. Maybe a really good review. Maybe like five stars, five possums. I don't know. What <laughs> about a five possum hat? <laughs> um and whatever the highest amount possible on the platform you're reviewing, that would be awesome. But um, highest amount possible. <laughs> nice uh, possible. Oh, my gosh, nice one, you've been hanging out with Sarah too much. Um, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Uh, and you know, if you let us know, we'll send you a sticker because we would love to do that for you for you helping us out. But we also love all of you, and we would send you a sticker <laughs> if you want one. So let us know. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Clashy Spinsters. You can also send us an email at clashypodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're, like, uh, stuck on a long road trip and you want to just hop in and uh, give us a great rating to pass the time, 
Unfortunately, I only passed like 10 seconds, but it'll be 10 seconds well spent. <laughs> and in the meantime, stay glashy. Bye. Bye. One and two and three and clap. Oh, baby, I'm so sorry. Myself and <sighs> Every time I clap, here, I was like, but why did you do it? <laughs> <laughs> what was the reason? Oh, poor puppy. Camille, Camille.